Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. How many know that the earth is reserved against the day of judgment by fire, not by water, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. God shut the door. Seven days later, the great deep was broken up. The fountains of heaven were poured out, and God destroyed all living creatures that had breath. He's going to do it again. Now, very few understand and consider their latter end. Let's take a look at it today about the fire of God and noting that all the elements of the earth, that is the air, wind, the fire, that will devour the water and the earth. All will be devoured and literally burned up and dissolved according to the Word of God. Why would God do this? I'm reading Hebrews 12 and normally would quote it to you, but as reading it, Conquered about the heavenly Jerusalem. Notice he talks about the work of God in Hebrews 12. It's a strange work, bringing to pass his act, his strange act. Reading from Hebrews 12 and talk, talking there about verse 23. Well, verse 22. But you are come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn. It's our, our habitat in heaven, made to set together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, which are written in heaven, our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Now, God is speaking now about the last day reign of the Holy Ghost, the new thing that we must put the new wine and the word of God, this new season of God, into new wineskins. And we'll both be preserved. He has already changed the seasons from Pentecost to Tabernacles. He's changed gears. He's changed seasons. And when he does, the former, he literally burns up to focus on the new thing. The ones that stay on the old thing are groves, prophets of the grove. A grove is where God used to move, but is not in the present truth now. And those prophets of the grove, they would build a grove of trees and say, this is where God moved, and he did but they stayed there and focused on the old things uh, rather than the new things and the present truth of the preceding word of God by which every believer lives by. Every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The voice of the Lord is coming now. See that we refuse not the voice of the Lord. My sheep know my voice, a stranger they will not, will not follow. Notice he didn't say the lambs. You have to be pretty well full-grown and learn through experience, having your senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. It takes experience in the Lord. And you learn His voice, not speaking to the natural ear. There are natural sight of the eyes. 
But if I now be single, the whole body is full of light. But if I now be darkness, how great is that darkness? We see the same thing to him that hath an ear to hear. Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Lord is speaking in the present truth. Very few are listening, not realizing the last day work of the ministry. We find that the sheep know my voice, the stranger they will not follow. And the voice of God, Jesus states that I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and sit with him and he with me. Now that door is to the present truth, just as John stated in Revelation 4, verse 1. There was a door open in heaven and a voice of a trumpet talking with me. That's a trumpet voice of the Lord, a clarion voice. It's not a cornet, sackbuck, psaltery, flute, harp, dulcimer. It is a trumpet, a clarion. You can't miss that trumpet shrill voice of the Lord that pierces the heart. We find that in Daniel 3, verse 5, 10, and 15, there is a cornet. It sounds close to a trumpet, but it won't hit the high sound. A flute, a harp, a sackbolt, psaltery, and a dulcimer. There's six instruments there, but not one trumpet. Why? Because God always speaks and shows what he's going to do unto his servants and know the work of the ministry in the present proceeding word of God. God's doing it now. There on 19th of January, 2019, the Lord visited me. There in a Messiah tribal church in Transmer, Kenya, Africa, saying, seal my people by my word. Even as I send my angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. I immediately started doing podcasts, doing as much as possible to get that word out, not for any of our righteousness, our, hol- our holiness, but for his name's sake. We just pop the rag and shine your shoes. There were servants to the Lord Jesus Christ. But we must hear the voice of God. And he said, if you refuse to hear that voice, we see that in Hebrews 12, Verse 25, see that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not, who refused him that spoke on earth? That was uh, uh, to Moses on Mount Sinai, the trumpet sounding louder and louder, the voice of God. And the people said uh, there, Moses, you hear the Lord and bring it to us lest we die. Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. It shook the earth then. It was a great earthquake. But now, look what he says now. Refuse not him that speaketh from heaven. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now. The present truth he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth. Only, but also heaven. He's going to shake the earth and the heaven. What does that signify? And this word, yet once more, signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made. Every man-made doctrine will be destroyed and removed. That those things which cannot be shaken may remain. 
That's the remnant of her seed. They keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Those are the ones that remain. Those are the ones that cannot be shaken. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Here it comes. For our God is a consuming fire. Now let's take a look at 2 Peter 3. And he talks about what this world is not going to be destroyed by water as in the days of Noah, the rainbow being a sign, but it is reserved unto fire. And it says, For this they willingly are ignorant of, as 2 Peter 3 and verse uh, 4, which promises there of his coming. For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were, at the beginning of the creation, they're mockers, they're scoffers, they don't believe that God is coming, they don't believe in this work, they don't believe in the judgments of God and fire. For this they are willingly ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. We see that in Genesis 1 verse 2. God created the heavens and the earth. Barah, Elohim, Ape. Hashemayim, Vayert, Hayerts. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Holy Ghost, God, moved upon the face of the waters. Whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, talking about the present cosmos, the world we're living in, by the same word are kept in store reserved under fire. Now, what does that mean to us? Fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. All ungodly men will be convinced of all their ungodly deeds, which they've ungodly committed. But what does that mean? He goes on, Peter says, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years. And a thousand years is one day. We're in the third day now. It's been two days there since the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus in 2000. We're at 2023. We're in the third day now. Now, in the third day, he will raise us up and we all live in his sight. And if we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. He will come to us as the rain, the former and the latter. That former rain happened in Acts, the second chapter. That been 2,000 or two days ago. We're in the third day now. That's the last great rain of his strength, that strength of God, that latter rain, where we ask of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. And the Lord will make bright clouds and four showers, everyone grass in the field. Zechariah 10 1. That's where we are now. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men can can count slackness, but as long-suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Here we go. 2 Peter 3, verse 20. Everything is going to be melted with fervent heat. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. 
blow the trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm in my holy mountain, and cry, Alas, alas, for the day. The day of the Lord cometh to the hand is a destruction from the Almighty. Here it is. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. That's with the voice of God, with a shout, with the voice of God, the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will die first, which for life remain, be caught together, meet the Lord in the air. But what's happening here? And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. That's fire, not water, not the flood of Noah. This is a fire of the day of the Lord God and burning up all elements shall be dissolved. Just as Peter said, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, everything. What manner of persons Ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness. That's the livings and the godlinesses. It's progressive. Faith to faith from glory to glory. We must do the will of God. Now, what happens there? Well, we find that everything will be melted with fervent heat. What about the body of Christ? Well, Paul covers that too, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1. We know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, that's with fervent heat, we have a building of God and house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. Ah, as we have worn the earthly, we will also wear the heavenly. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so, but that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. We must be clothed upon. For we that are in this tabernacle, and our body is a tabernacle of the Holy Ghost, if you're born again, we do groan, being burdened, not for that we should be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the self thing, self same thing is God, who also hath given us the earnest of the Spirit. The down payment on the heavenly. Therefore, we are always confident that knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are present from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Willing rather confident, I say, Paul said, willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Now, what is happening with this fire, this fire of God? Well, the Lord... Isaiah 42, verse 13, The Lord will go forth as a mighty man. The Son of Man, Jesus is the head, and we are the body of the Christ. And Jesus, that man, is God. He has there that mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. 
in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And Jesus said, I'll no more speak to you in Proverbs. I'm not going to hide this treasure anymore. I will show you plainly of the Father. And in that day, you will ask in my name. And I say not that I'll pray the Father for you. Why? Because the man Christ Jesus is set down with the Father in his throne, going back to the glory he had with the Father before, being made both Lord and Christ the Holy Ghost. Acts 2, 36. Let all the house of Israel know surely that same Jesus, the man whom you crucified, God hath made him both Lord and Christ. He's declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. You see that in Romans 1, verse 3 and 4. John 2, 19. Just Jesus stated, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. The Jews thought that's impossible. They said 46 years were they in building this temple. You're going to raise it up in three days. Jesus spake of the temple whose body. Jesus rose his own body from the dead and declaring that he is the father of glory. When he did it, the Lord Jehovah, God Almighty, made both Lord and Christ, Acts 2, 36. He is the blessed and only potentate, the Almighty God, and that is 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the lake which no other man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. That man is that mighty man of war. Oh, well, we see that many will think they're right. The first will be last, the last will be first. And the Lord will go forth as a mighty man and shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. This is battle, my friend. He shall cry, yea, roar. He shall prevail against his enemies. I have a long time holding my peace. I have been still and refrained myself, God said. Now will I cry like a travailing woman. I will destroy and devour at once the devouring hand of God, the fire of the Lord. I will make their waste mountains and hills and dry up their herbs, and I will make the rivers islands, and I will dry up the pools. All the elements of the earth will melt with fervent heat. They will be dissolved. We will, but we will be clothed upon. That's the good news. What manner of holy conversation should we be? Seeing that all these elements will be dissolved, melted with fervent heat, what manner of holy conversation should we, the body of Christ, be? Let no communication, corrupt communication, come out of our mouth. Not speaking evil of dignities, even though we disagree. God puts over the nations the basis of sorts. Not the wise, the basis of sorts. We have that in the word of God. And I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. They shall be Turned back, they shall be greatly ashamed that trust in graven images. And that is one of a trinity, three persons in a Godhead, which is a false God, as uh, John tells us in uh, Revelation 16, 13. Many are coming out of that false trinity doctrine into the Jesus-only doctrine of Christ, the one God. And that mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Where? 
we're seeing that happen. John revealed it to us in Revelation 16, 13. He saw the three unclean spirits like frogs. There were three at Trinity, which are spirits of devils working miracles. They work miracles. Oh, somebody said, well, work miracles got to be God. No. It says these devils are spirits of devils, this Trinity. These three spirits like frogs are, these three spirits are spirits of devils working miracles coming out of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. That's a false father, false son, and a false Holy Ghost. What's the truth? Well, the truth is Jesus, and to us, a child is born, a son is given, Isaiah 9, 5. And the government shall rest upon his shoulder, the cross. The only thing rest upon Jesus' shoulder was the cross, not shoulders, shoulder, the cross. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Well, that's full of wonder, only used of God. Counselor. The mighty God, not the mighty son of God, the mighty God. Somebody said, no, it's the mighty son of God. No, it's not. Look at Isaiah 9, 6. It's the mighty God, the everlasting father. Someone say, no, it's the everlasting son. No, it's not. It's the everlasting father, Isaiah 9, 6, the prince of peace. Now you're getting the one God, Christ's revelation, which is the foundation of the church. Notice, he says, those that have uh, were ashamed and have trusted in graven images, that say to these molten images, you are our gods. What does it say? Hear you deaf and look you blind that you may see. Turn to God, the true and living God, Jesus Christ, the Holy One of Israel. Not a trinity, the Holy One. Isaiah 43.10. You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord. That's the Lord Jehovah. God Almighty, the invisible spirit of God that is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent and my servant whom I have chosen. Sounds like two, but it's not. That you may know and believe me and understand. I am he. The Lord is that servant. Before me, there was no God formed. Neither shall be after me. You can't miss that. See, now that I am God, thy Savior, the Lord, thy Redeemer, Isaiah 43, 15, the Holy One of Israel. There is no such thing as a three person and a Godhead. Those are offices and functions. They are not persons. And that, except we believe that Jesus is the Father. John 8, 24, when asked, where is your Father? Jesus stated, except you believe that I am He, John 8, 24, you shall die in your sins. That revelation is required. It's essential. This understood not expected them of the Father. They still don't understand it today. But many are coming out of the false religion and coming into the true God and eternal life. This man of war, Jesus Christ. But Jesus said, who is blind but my servant or deaf as my messenger that I sent? Who is blind as he that is perfect and blind as the Lord's servant? Many say that they're perfect that they've got it and on their way to heaven. No, we're always pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Never saying we're perfect. Always striving to enter in at the straight gate. Straight is the gate and there the way to lead the life. You there be that find it. Well, the one that says, I'm perfect. I'm the messenger that sent. God said, uh, you're blind. You're deaf as my messenger that I sent. Well, what is this work of God? 
What is this that we're going to see? This fire that will burn the heavens and the earth and every individual in it will be dissolved. But the body of Christ will be clothed upon. Seeing then that we, our tabernacle, will be dissolved, we will be clothed upon with the heavenly. Thank God. It says uh, there, and you'll see that in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1. Those that say, no, it's not so. Yes, it is. And take a look at Isaiah 24, verse 19. It says that the earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean, what? Dissolved. Clean, dissolved. And maybe melted with fervent heat. For God is a consuming fire. The consumption decreed will overflow with righteousness to those that are in God. Well, this is the Lord doing his work, his strange work, bringing to pass his act. His strange act, judgment to the line, righteousness to the plummet. This has surprised the hypocrite. He went to church, but he never heard this. It says, uh, the earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. That's what we just saw in Hebrews 12. The Lord has promised, yes, once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven that all that can be shaken may be removed as the things that are made. Every man-made doctrine, every false doctrine, every false god will be destroyed. You'll see that God will famish all the gods of the earth. You'll see that in Zephaniah 2, when he uncovers the cedar work. Well, the earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage, and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. Oh, my goodness. And it shall come to pass of that day that the Lord shall punish the hosts of the high ones that are on high, and the kings of the earth upon the earth. The kings will be destroyed. And they shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in the pit, and they shall be shut up in the prison, and after many days they shall be visited then the moon shall be confounded and the sun ashamed when the Lord of hosts shall reign in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before his ancients gloriously. Well, that's the millennial kingdom. There, seeing that your faith groweth exceedingly in the charity of every one of you aboundeth one toward another, we're brethren, we're about to thank God for you in all your tribulation and persecution that you endure which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that you might be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. Hmm. Sings a righteous thing uh, with God to render tribulation to them that have troubled you. And you which are troubled rest with us when the Lord will be revealed from heaven. And what? In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. And because our testimony among you were believed, you believed the word of God then God will be glorified in you. Take a look. Also over here in, uh, in Isaiah, we have the day of the Lord. Let's take a look at Psalm 75 while we're at it. If we have time, we'll do that. Let's take a look at it. It's uh, Psalm 75, verse 1, Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks? Unto thee do we give thanks 
for that for that thy name is near thy wondrous works declare. It lifts up the name, the glorious name of Jesus that is above every name. When I shall receive the congregation, I will judge uprightly the earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. There it is again. Dissolved, totally burnt up. I, I bear up the pillars of it, Selah. I said unto the fools, deal not foolishly, and to the wicked, lift not up the horn. Lift not up your horn on high. Speak not with a stiff neck. He that often being reproved many times. Stiffens his neck, hardens his heart, shall be cut off, and that without remedy. Paul said, knowing the terror of the Lord, we pray every man everywhere to repent. Paul knew that all the elements were going to be dissolved with fervent heat, with a great noise, and said, seeing then that this tabernacle will be dissolved, we look for that to be clothed upon to wear and bear the heavenly. For promotion shall neither come from the east nor from the west nor from the south. But God is the judge. He putteth one down and set up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup. The wine is red. It is full of mixture. He poureth out of the same. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth, shall wring them out and drink them. Drinking of the dregs of the wrath of Almighty God. But I will declare forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked will I cut off, saith God, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. It pays to serve God, friend. It pays to serve God. Take a look over here at Deuteronomy, the Song of Moses. And we have we, those that have obeyed obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, will sing the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb in Revelation 15. Here we have this excerpt from it in Deuteronomy 32. And it says here in verse 22, they have moved me to jealousy, that which is not God. It's a false God. We better hit the mark. Pressing toward the mark for the price of how call of God in Christ Jesus. And pressing toward that mark for that prize is the king priesthood where we will reign and rule with the Lord in the earth a thousand years. All that are counted worthy of that kingdom of God will, can be gods or little g-o-d-s, judges in the earth and all the righteous nations will walk in the name of their gods, their judges, but we in the body of Christ will walk in the name of the Lord, our God, capital G-O-D. Well, God said, you provoke me to anger with your vanities. I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation as he did with Israel. But watch what he says. For a fire is kindled in mine anger. This will be up on the Israel of God, both the natural and the spiritual. 
And it says, and shall burn to the lowest hell and shall consume the earth with her increase and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. The good news is the righteous will be clothed upon. We'll be changed. We will wear the heavenly. I will heap mischief upon them. I will spend my errors upon them. That's the wicked, my friend. They shall be burnt with hunger, devoured with burning heat, and with bitter destruction. Somebody said, I want to go to hell and all my friends will be there. Have you read the word of God? A fool would say that. I obviously never have understood that there is the Gehenna where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Friend, I want to make heaven. I want to live with my Lord Jesus Christ there, but be, be it noted beyond any shadow of a doubt, I do not want to go to hell. Some you save with passion. That is, with love. Talking about the goodness and the greatness of God and the glory that will be revealed in the body of Christ. Some you save with fear. Looking at what the alternative is. If you mess heaven, what is set in store for you? It says, I will also send the teeth of beast upon them with the poison of serpents of the dust. The sword without and terror within shall destroy both the young men and the virgin, the suckling also with the man of gray hairs. I said I would scatter them to the quarters, and that's not only the diaspora of the natural Israel, but the church as well. Because we see in Daniel 12, after he's come to scatter the power of the holy people in a time, times a half, the, the three and a half years, then all these things will be finished. The church, the Israel of God will be scattered. The church was scattered. And as we see in the book of Acts, that only the apostles abode in Jerusalem for the saints, the church of the living God, was scattered abroad and went everywhere preaching and teaching the kingdom of God. They were scattered. And these that have turned the world upside down have come to our city also. God turned the world upside down with the former rain. The latter rain will be far greater with a new thing totally different from the former rain in the judgments of God will be present. He said, I would scatter them to the corners. I'm going to make the remembrance of the deceased from among men. Were it not that I feared the wrath of the enemy, lest their adversaries should behave themselves strangely, unless they should say our hand is high and the Lord hath not done all this. Now he's talking about Israel, the nation now, for they are a nation void of counsel, neither is there any understanding in them. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would understand and consider their latter end. Why? The church, they we are built upon the foundation of the rock, capital R-O-C-K. That rock is Christ who is God. And the next verse tells us, how should one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight except their rock had sold them and the Lord has shut them up? Well, they thought they were on the rock. They thought they were in the right Christ, the foundation, but found that they did not have the doctrine of Christ in that mystery of God, the Father of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures, wisdom, and knowledge. Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. In him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. 
For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Colossians 2, 9. That's Jesus Christ. But their rock, they thought there, the church, they thought they had the right Jesus. Their rock is not our rock. Their rock, little r-o-c-k, is not our rock, capital R-O-C-K, even our enemies themselves being judged. For their vine is the vine of Sodom. There's Jesus is the vine, we're the branches. But they've got a vine, they think it's Jesus, but it's not, it's the vine of Sodom. And the fields uh, of Gomorrah. Uh-oh. Their grapes are grapes of gall. Their clusters are bitter. When God shakes that tree, the untimely figs will fall into the mouth of the eater. Their vine, their wine is a poison of dragons. We're supposed to have the wine of the Holy Ghost. But this is a false wine that drunk with the wine of the wrath of her fornication of Mr. Babylon. Their wine is the, is the poison of dragons and the cruel venom of asp. What will the Lord do? Well, this is a treasure I'm revealing to you through the word of God, not for any of our rights and our holiness, but the word of God for his great name's sake. Is not this laid up in store with me, saith God, and sealed up among my treasures? It's to be revealed in the last days. Why? To me belongeth vengeance and recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things that come upon them make haste, for the Lord will judge his people. Now somebody said, well, that's just Israel, natural Israel. You better take a look at it. Peter said, judgment must first begin at the house of God, and the righteous scarcely be saved. And if that's the case, worse are the end of the sinner and the ungodly appear. For the Lord will judge his people and repent himself for his servants. Now the servants of God will be sealed on their foreheads. They will not be deceived. They didn't say they wouldn't die. We'll seal our testimony with our own blood. Right. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Yea, from henceforth and forever. Yea, saith the Spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. And that's not a popular message, but it's the truth. You have to reckon yourselves dead unto sin, but alive unto God. You have to crucify the flesh with the affection of the lust so we will not burn later. Burn up the works of the flesh and walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But if we do not literally crucify and mortify the deeds of the flesh, then we will be burned in a Gehenna, in a, in a fire where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. It's a very serious thing, friend. That's what we're talking about here. Seeing all elements, all the elements, all the earth and the heavens will melt with fervent heat. Our tabernacle or earthly tabernacle will be dissolved. Then... What manner of holy conversation should we be? Holiness. There it is, a sobering thought. God, in these last days, is not just sticking a pacifier in our mouth and we're walking around as newborn babes. Not as little children either. Then knowing that he's the father. We've got to go into the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man to the measure of the statue of Jesus. A perfect, spotless, blameless church of the living God. 
knowing this, it behooves us to obey our Lord Jesus Christ. This Laodicean church that's lukewarm, they're not hot or cold. They serve God faintly. They go to church on Sunday and Monday through Saturday. They're after mammon, thinking that gain is godliness from such turn away. All that will be rich fall into diverse temptation and many hurtful lusts. We are to draw away from that. In the Lord Jesus Christ alone we'll stand. The time there is at hand. The night is far spent, the day of the Lord's at hand. God speaking now. See that refuse not him that speaks from heaven. My neighbor, if this has been a blessing to you and the Holy Ghost has bore witness with your spirit, bearing your conscience, bearing you witness in the Holy Ghost, well then, uh, contact us. Let's work together. The voice of the Lord is bringing his body together now for that hope of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus for the work of the ministry. This gospel being preached to all the world for witness to all nations, then the end will come. That's what we're calling for. God's doing it now, not as the former reign. This is far, far greater. And it is a radical change from Pentecost. If you haven't heard that, keep tuning in. We'll get into the radical change in this last day, latter reign of the Holy Ghost, the great reign of God's strength to reveal and be revealed in and through the body of Christ as the instruments of the Lord Jesus Christ. We will see a great move of God such as never been before. Neither was such there was a nation. God will do it. Well, we're praying for each one of us, all of us, every member of the body of Christ, for God to perfect that which is lacking in every one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Well, there, email me, sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org or contact me on the websites, dennisbeard.org, sealinggodspeople.org. SealingGodsPeople.com, JCIC.tv, and download our app, Sealing God's People, for our daily podcast, uh, focusing on the present proceeding word of God and this present truth in the voice of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we look forward to hearing from you. Till the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.